My name is Chris Evers. I'm the editor and publisher of the Outer Limits magazine, and you're listening to Inside the Goblin Universe. Hello again, folks. Welcome again to another edition of Paranormal UK's Inside the Goblin Universe. My name is Ronald Murphy, and I've got my voice back. And I'm here with my co-host... <laughs> Brian Bowden. I have my voice all the time now. You have your voice all the time, and I am very thankful that you do. Now, I was definitely afraid that I was going to have some problems today because over the weekend, I attended the uh, Bigfoot camping experience in Farmington, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, and it rained the entire time. Uh, a Friday and Saturday, I am not sure if there was ever a break in the rain, but on Sunday we had a few glimmers of sunshine, but we also had some hail, and we did definitely have rain that day as well. So it, in some places it was ankle deep in mud, but <laughs> the, the, the first two days, about 309 people braved the elements wow. uh, to, uh, to, to go to the, uh, to the conference. And that says a lot for, uh, you know, people in this field. They are, they are brave individuals truly seeking the truth. And, and, and I'm glad that I was uh, a part of it. I was very flattered that uh, Eric Altman that put it together uh, asked me to come and speak. So uh, I had a great time, but I was afraid that this was going to hurt my throat even more. But no, I, I'm good to go, my friend. That's good. I mean, Eric looked uh, like it was a great show. I tried to get out there, but with the rain and some other things that came up on my end, I wasn't able to go. And thankfully, I didn't have my, my mud waders um, That's... <laughs> to get there. But it, it looked like a great event. Eric, did you, you guys did, uh, rocked. You did a great job. I love the photos and the videos, and I can't wait till uh, hopefully 2018. That would be pretty interesting. You know what? I think that that will be a good thing. Um, uh, but apparently there is a bit of a tradition of it raining there uh, over these particular days. So we'll see what happens next year. But I think, Brian, you'll be our good luck charm. So if you come out next year, maybe that will drive the storms and the torrential rains away. I will do um, my best to bring my sunshine with me. <laughs> that's right. Now, now today's show... Uh, it's going to be an excellent show, but unfortunately, uh, due to some circumstances that happened over the uh, Bigfoot camping weekend, I am going to have to uh, get out of here a little bit early. The way this uh, show works, folks, is that we actually record the show, and then it goes and it gets processed and everything, and then it airs in the United Kingdom. Uh, it actually airs tomorrow in the uk so we have to get the show done uh today in order to get it off uh but i have to go and check out some evidence that was presented to me at the bigfoot camping uh, camp. so yeah now it's it's not very far from me this is in the chestnut ridge of uh, western pennsylvania and i actually live in sight of it uh but according to schedules and everything the only time i'll be able to get out there is roughly in the next you know half hour or so so i'm going to have to uh to break here uh, quickly but the cool thing about me going to the Chestnut Ridge, and I will be thinking of all the listeners, is that uh, whenever I came up with the idea of Inside the Goblin Universe, it was from my expeditions and research on that particular place here. So it's a very uh, beloved place to me, and it means a lot. That's Whenever I was a child, that's where my, my mother would take us looking for Bigfoot, so that's really <laughs> one of the first places that I ever did any kind of research was up on the Chestnut Ridge. And now as an adult, I'm, you know, I'm happy to take a look at, at evidence and everything but but today's show 
is is going to be one of those unique shows because we're going to be talking to an expert uh, on the field of drones. Yes, she, yeah. she is the foremost expert in the field of drones. Yeah, and, and the cool thing about this, as you know, as of course, Brian, you're going to be doing a, a quite an able job of asking the questions, uh, but. One of the reasons that I will be a listener to this show is because I am so interested in um, this artificial intelligence, the idea of programmers putting in, you know, an, uh, sort of a sort of intelligence into a machine and allowing it to act by its own devices. So I guess you'll be covering a little bit of that on the show as well. Oh, definitely, we're going to cover that. And what's scary is I, I'm, I'm kind of a computer guy. And I know that, that, that computers are only as intelligent as the person uh, putting the information in there. And we are, although very intelligent individuals as humans, not perfect. So it's that's kind right. of a little bit of a scary thought, everybody. Think about that. And, and that's right. And also, we, we have to take into consideration as well uh, of the, the possibility of these things being hacked by an, uh, an enemy state, which, which raises all kinds of questions in and of itself the, the not only the hacking but you know what the first thing that comes to mind when i think of drones and this technology and them even doing things on their own is i think of uh what are you doing ron you know <laughs> hey hal uh i gotta that's, i gotta go check the boards out <laughs> you know that's right that scares me, man. Yeah, 2001, even though it's 2017. He was just 16 years off. That's no big no, deal. But, but uh, it's, it's scary. It's it's just, it is. you know, it is. it's like giving, a, you know, my, my, my youngest the, the keys to the car. Okay, go out and have fun. <laughs> like, That's I don't right. think That's right. so. Uh, now, what is interesting, too, is our guest is also, she worked with MUFON, correct? Yes, yeah, state investigator for uh, Mutual UFO Network. Uh, doing a great job. So, I think she's on the star team, if I'm correct, or was or is. Um, well, we'll find out, yes, Cindy. So, she's coming up soon. That's right. So, so whenever we think of seeing these unexplained lights in the sky, you know, we have to think: are these extraterrestrial in nature? Are they interdimensional, or are they from our own government that might be spying on us? What's the What's the deal? <laughs> well, if you listened last week with uh, Derek, um, it's probably a little bit of each. Uh, but I, the spying aspect of it is huge, in my um, my opinion. It, it's also, you know, when you have these weapons and you have this technology, and you you know, you need something to kind of test it out. So maybe that some of these wars that we're having are relate to uh, that kind of technology. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating show. But I, again, unfortunately, uh, to you, uh, to you, Brian, uh, I, I'm I'm going to let you go solo on this, and I trust this show will not be crashed because you're doing a bang up job. Actually, I am am so honored to be on here with you, Brian. That uh, I I just think that you know I, I it feels like family on here. I hope the listeners feel like family because we see you as such, and um and. We will have a, a great guest on next week, but and I'll let you know about the evidence next week as well too. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll touch base with that. Definitely, give me a print. Right. Give me a cast. <laughs> I, I, I will. Do, I will do what I can. Now, now, I, I must also uh, tell you and all the listeners out there that even though this might be sounding like an exciting proposition, 
I may indeed get there, and it proves to be nothing at all. That happens in the field uh, 98% of the time. So, you know, it's very possible that, you know, these are mistaken bear prints or something, but uh, I shall let you know. Oh, it's going to be great. And you enjoy the trip. Be careful out there. I will, my friend, say hello to the guests for me. I shall. Cindy, welcome to Inside the Goblin Universe. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, I've been meaning to have you on for a while. You have so much information. You are you are the foremost expert on drones, um, I think, in the world almost, without actually having to build them. And also, your, your knowledge on uh, UFOs as a state investigator for MUFON is just incredible. We always have a lot of great conversations. So, but I want you on here. Uh, let's let's start talking about the drones and and what's going on. But before we do that, why don't we give the audience that doesn't know who you are a little bit of background about you and also your uh, radio show that you do. Uh, speaking of which, is with drones. Okay, thank you. Well, I've been a investigator of UFOs and paranormal since I was 17 years old. I uh, have done it. I was in off, and seven years ago, I joined MUFON, and I'm a MUFON investigator, so this means that I actually investigate the cases that come in. I'm also on the MUFON special assignment team, the SAT team, that we take cases that are beyond, you know, the pale, that are very complicated and this type of thing, and work on these cases. I I had a a program. I had a drone report, a show that I had on. I'm also on another special team that is run by Bush Bukowski. I didn't want to butcher his name. He's a very well-known UFO investigator. Um, He has a lot of equipment, including bands that are actually tricked out with anything, satellite links, the newest night vision, the newest thermal energy, imaging, I'm sorry. And if we have a, a case, a very good case, we, he actually, he's in PA. He actually drives these vans down. That's so awesome. I'm very excited about that. And I want to give a little background how I got into drones. I mean, it wasn't like this was what I wanted to do or anything. <laughs> I think I got thrown into it. Um, I had been sky watching my whole life, and I had lived basically in the same house for 40, uh, 45, 50 years. Well, even before I moved into the backyard of this drone program, I noticed a lot of strange activity, military activity, around my neighborhood and part of town that had never had it before. Even though we have a Air Force base, but it's about an hour from where I lived, and we we just never saw, you know, any military, any helicopters, this type of thing, even in the Cold War when it was a SAG base. So I started noticing, you know, helicopters. We had a, we had six helicopters come over tree high, Blackhawks in a diamond formation that literally shook the windows. People were all right. outside looking. <laughs> and it was funny because they were heading to the area where I live now, and I was thinking, this is, quite strange so this this started around 2009 2010 well in 2012 we decided to move to a suburb of Little Rock in a small town well when we we purchased this house I I did not realize that 100 yards 
was the city airport. Now, this city airport, you guys, has a trailer for a tar- terminal. They have no lights at night except for the basic lights that you can see if you're coming in from it. closes at 4 o'clock. There may be two airport airplanes out there. And the reason for that is five minutes by plane is a very well-known, much, much bigger place called Central Flying Service that has mechanics on duty. The gas is cheaper. We have, they have gas, one gas pump up here that they have to pump themselves. So it really made no sense for this airport. Right. But let me make this very short. Um, the very first night, I started seeing what bizarre activity. What I mean by that is um, every single night for a month, because what they do out here, I've been exposed to a lot of this technology because every three to four months, they change the technology and bring something different out here. So over four years, I've seen basically everything you could imagine because of the way they switched the technology. But this at first was miniature, and I'm talking very miniature helicopters. Well, you can see the helicopter, you know, because they would come out before dark. I didn't say it their own. I thought somebody around here is rich because they got a very expensive <laughs> toy. Because I knew what this was looking at was in the millions. I mean, I knew that. Right. But, you know, it was so, I mean, I, I just it never entered my mind. Well, these things would actually tool down the power lines and come over in the yard. Well, I'm looking at them for 30 feet. No sound, by the way. Zero. And I said, this is this is not right. Well, it didn't take me very long um, out sky watching the front yard. And we have a very, very wide road, and the houses are put Sit back, so we, we got like a corridor you can come down. Right. Well, I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden, I see an object. It's not, it has lights all over it. It's basically tooling down the street 40 feet off the ground, making no sound, and then stops. And I thought to myself, oh, okay. Oh, this is crazy. And then I was looking at it, and just I thought, that's a military drone. And I couldn't believe it, and I, it just went from there. And I've seen it all. I mean, they are—they actually are. This is the fact. Yes, you have coming you, you, into neighborhoods. Right. You, you, you. We, we have plenty of conversations, and and there's always actually when we we're on the phone usually, um, drones are flying over, and you've gotten video of it, and um, it's yes. incredible. There's there's a huge object above your head. You're videotaping. There's no sound, and where you are, it's pretty That's quiet. Right. So it, there should be some it's, kind of sound detection. It's very detection. quiet. I'm out, right. I'm yeah. out in the country. That's right. So you started and, seeing this for years, like like coming into into yes. your world first as like normal helicopters, and I guess as the technology advanced, they got quieter and quieter and stealthier, right? Right. Wow. Well, basically, okay. What happens when you have these so-called drone programs? You will have this military presence around these drone programs, okay? Um, they are in conjunction because this is basically, they're doing testing. Right. Um, I got the document to prove that, which I'll, uh, it's on my Facebook page, but I will reload it. They are testing and training in civilian airspace. So they have to have these other uh, military personnel 
to help with the training. Right. Also, they help to keep people away. Well, and, I, you know, I would think it's a pretty secretive program, away. right? I mean, besides keeping well, everything away, but funny. the secretness, you know, the secretness of what we're doing right now, military-wise, you know, you've got, you know, you have you have this type of technology. You can be very stealthy. I'm sure there's plenty of countries that would love to get their hands on it, you know. So, well, and that's I'm glad you brought that up because this is actually worldwide. It is not just in America. We have declassified this technology, and we have given it to everyone. In fact, in England, I'm sure, as a lot of our listeners know, there are probably 40 base drone bases in England, American drone bases, by the way. We have shared this technology with our allies, so they also have drones, okay? But what the problem is, we have shared our first, second, third generation of drones. But we have not really shared the good stuff. Oh, why right? would we? <laughs> why right. not keep it for so, ourselves? Right. So England, you know, in fact, the owner of this network has told me many times that she lives a mile from this American drone base, and there, there are hundreds of them every night over her neighborhood. So the problem with the misidentification of UFOs is not just an American problem. Yeah. This I mean, is why they've got – go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I mean, Stephanie, I was, I was going to bring up this point that, you know, we went from having like twenty to 30,000 roughly sightings uh, not that long ago of, of unidentified flying objects, uh, UFOs, um, to now I think we're almost at 130,000, 140,000. So what percentage, I mean, yes. like, knowing with all this drone technology being uh, shared amongst allies and shared amongst the, the enemies of our us, um, what percentage of, of what these what people going out there and seeing these strange objects in the sky probably is not an unidentified flying object in the case of uh, non-Earthling uh, uh, type of creature controlling it, you know, an alien's? versus what is military or, you know, our own homegrown product now? I would say 90 to 95% is military, and that's, that's worldwide. And the reason for that, Brian, is because these drones at night, instead of turning on FAA lights, Right. And flying around, which they did for years, and we thought they were airplanes and helicopters, have deliberately, they fly with triangle lights. But, <laughs> I mean, it looks like a triangle if you don't know any better, but it's actually airplane shaped. They also fly with one amber light on. Right. And when you have a drone flying with this amber light on that makes no sound, Right. And these things, most of them, are really run by computers. So these things are smooth. And, and what do you get? You get orange orbs. Right. I was this just about to say that. Have... Orange, those orange orb theory. Everybody's looking yep. for the orange orbs. That's insane. Well, I've got many videos of orange orbs that are supposed to be orange orbs on my YouTube page, which will, at the end, that are drones. I know they're drones because I see them take off behind my house. And I've also, <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, no. Yes, I mean, I, this is there's no there's no um, doubt that these are drones, and I mean, I can sit I can sit out here every night and film an orange orb, or a white orb, or a triangle, 
I mean, and it's very interesting because they can even look what you, like you would think was a disc. And right. they see this by putting multiple lights that are flashing on and on, and you'll swear that that is a disc with lights on it. And this is being done everywhere these programs are. It is being done deliberately. Now, I have no idea why. Right. Uh, I can guess because in conjunction with this action, the CIA came out last year, which is quite shocking, with not only a page talking about unknowns or unknown UFOs, but a link to a page that is very detailed, four or five pages long, on how to set your camera to catch UFOs. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It's true. Hold on. So the Central Intelligence Agency comes out with a report telling, I guess, whoever the report was for, how to set your camera up to capture UFOs. Yes. There's your, there's your disclosure. Not really. <laughs> well, right. And, and the, yeah, and let me tell you, it's not they, they it, nobody made them. They they put this up on their official CIA website. That's insane. Yes. But that's disclosure for those of you looking for it right well, there. Well, it is. Well, it, actually, too, it muddies the water because CIA is coming out saying, here, get your camera when they know Phil <laughs> They know full well that ninety percent of them are drones. Right. It's 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 a it's an that inside joke for them. A look at, yeah. It's a, yes, and it's a look into their motive. Right. You know, it's not absolutely, but yeah, it gives you a kind of a, you know, glimpse of their motive, to you know, muddy the waters about UFOs because, to tell you the truth, they're integrating these drones into civilian airspace. It's supposed to be done by twenty twenty. They would rather people think these were UFOs than drones that are going to be flying overheads every night. Once this gets through, my guess is that it will not be on the national news. There will be some local articles about it, and I don't know how long they're going to try to hide this because it's basically an open secret. This is not their black ops. We're not seeing black ops in these neighborhoods and these towns. We're seeing basically stuff that they're about to declassify or already declassified. I know this by my research. Well, you know, when, when, so, you, when you say that they're, they're, you know, getting into the civilian population and being more known about it, the first thing that comes to my mind is that all that discussion that I've heard uh, about the different stages of, 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 of false flags, let's say. And uh, this is not yes. technically a conspiracy show. So, But one of the false flags right. is the last one is supposed to be um, – being attacked by aliens or an alien attack, a fake alien attack. Um, there's a doctor that 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 is mentioning yes. this. Um, maybe this is the setup to that point where if everybody thinks it's aliens, then then when the the government comes in, we're going to protect you, and they come in and they destroy it and they gather you up and then they do whatever they're going to do. That could be the conspiracy well, side of it. But it's also right. desensitizing I, the, people, right? I don't right? believe that because this is this new air system is the first one since World War II. People are going to be getting on airplanes in full in full view of predators and everything. In fact, that's what we're going to talk about in our first article. Yes, this is going to be out in the open, and basically, this whole new system has been in the works for twenty-five years to do nothing but integrate drones with civilian airspace. Well, funny you said that. And there's an article that. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. And I was going to go into yeah, that article that, right so there. So this is 
Right, that's right. And a lot of people already, these airports are already doing this, believe it or not. And the article I'm talking about is an article from Syracuse, New York. It, it was put out in 2014 where the writer is setting on, and he describes, is a well-trimmed yard in a neighborhood. And there's a, a fence, hanging fence, and right over that fence, he's watching in the daytime drones. Not only taking off, but they're doing maneuvers. Yeah. This is right. It's pretty, so, it's, it's an interesting article, and we're going to post links to that. Um, Cindy definitely has it on her, her page, but we're going to get those links again from Cindy, and we'll post it on Inside the Goblin Universe right. group on Facebook, so just stop by there. But it's pretty amazing how they're just they're starting to do this. But it's not the major airports just yet. It's like Syracuse. Now, don't take, get me wrong. Syracuse is a, a, right. a major city, right. but it's not as congested as, well, I would say, uh, JFK or New York City airports or yes. Denver. But yes, I'm... this is why you find people, uh, they're doing this in airports like Little Rock, Arkansas. Yes. And these type of places, right, because they can actually get in, in civilian airspace. They're supposed to be testing this new technology called Sense in a Void. And what it is, oh. there will not be any, no, there will not be any radar on this new system, even for man planes. This is being run by computers. In a central location, probably where they had the radar before. Right. And it's being run by very advanced drone satellites and typical satellites. As a matter of fact, the Air Force's X-Plane, I believe that's what they've been doing for years, is dumping this new technology for this system. It's going to be run with advanced, and I mean very advanced sensors. They're not going to have cameras all over these to keep from running in each other. The computer is connected to the sensors that right. will be all over the airplanes. Yes. So they, they, they know this technology works, but in 2012, they released a document that was sent by Congress because Congress was concerned about these drones flying all over people's houses and civilian airspace. Well, I mean, so wouldn't you be? Take, yes. I would be concerned. I mean, let's say you, you have an unmanned aerial aircraft up there that's not being controlled by anybody, and we're going to get into not being controlled by anybody in legitimately not controlled. Right. Usually, there's uh, somebody sitting in a in a, a fake cockpit, a uh, thousand miles away or wherever. Um, kind of sort of controlling it or letting it go on autopilot, but always there to pick it up well, just in case. That's the old technology. Right. The new one doesn't uh, have this that. This new technology has, no, it does not. You program it. What will happen is we, they won't need pilots, but they'll keep them. The pilot will get on the airplane, and he say he wants to go to LA, he'll program in LAX, and then he just sits there. The plane does everything, takes off. One of the benefits of this is you cannot say you got a pilot like what happened a couple of years ago that wants to commit suicide and take 200 people with him right. and tries to run it into a mountain. He will not be able to. Right. You cannot take these and do a 9-11 attack because the computer will not let you. So, okay? I mean, that's so, a great safety protocol, yeah. but who has the ultimate say in yeah. that? Because... That, that has implications on in itself because you can right. get uh, right. a government agency or they want to create an event. So they're going to, you know, 
not even have to hack into the system. They have total control of the system. They can program it to actually crash. Well, well, it's not supposed to be. You know, it right. should be run by, you know, local. They, they won't need any, very many, let's put it this way, uh, airport. You're watching Raider because there yeah. won't be any. But they do have, but the thing has four built-in overrides, and then the, then the pilot can manually... He don't manually fly it with a joystick, but he can manually take control of the controls to land the airplane. Well, I mean, that, that that's kind of pleasing to know in a way because it does right. create a safer air travel for everybody if they start putting this in commercial right. flights. But what's scary about this is we have bases that are popping up all over this country right now that yeah. are, are, yeah. Are, are bases for uh, known drones. And not the, you know, like, yeah. not the uh, DJI yeah. or whatever drones, you know, delivering packages for Amazon. We're talking, you know, drone drones, you know. And right. th- these, are the, these are the military drones that have been very successful in Af- Afghanistan, um, killing hundreds of people, if not more. And, um, and, and scary upon that is the fact that I think there's new technology, Cindy, that you were, you were mentioning to me um, about this new technology that they don't even need to have anybody in the drone. It's it's all the well, drones yes. just do it all by themselves. Um, yes, that, and now that alone you have scare to keep in mind. That, well, you have to keep in mind this is probably twenty to thirty year old technology. Right, and I can tell you that by the research I've gone back and found this technology thirty years ago where it was announced. Okay, mm-hmm. so well, they released documents, and now you can look back on it. So, in what this basically is, they announced this a couple of years ago. They can now uh, complete a mission by ground, sea, and air that is all no people, completely computer. They just put an objective so in. Computers, they say this place, this yes, time, this area. Yes, boom, get yes. it done. Correct. And these drones communicate between each other in nanoseconds. They learn, they know how to react to any defense that any enemy will give. With these people just putting this in, this is what this article, but they had announced this technology because the military three or four years ago, I got it now, I posted some, they put out a, what they call promo film showing their off their new technology and it was from the army they had a complete convoy going through streets and towns with all driverless i'm talking about the tanks everything that's now, that's pretty <laughs> again another scary yeah. prospect because right now we're, we're working google has their own car apple has a car that's right. all amazon that's has right. something going on and there have been some some scary moments with these vehicles but what they no, no one's paying attention to the fact that militaries have already got this licked. They're done. They're, they 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 have well, it. Right. Well. Well. And I'm glad you brought that up because what's happening is these people were contractors for the military with this technology. So what's happening is the military is now allowing these companies to use their declassified technology. This is why we're getting this big technology dump here in the last five or six years. It is being it has been declassified and they are allowed now to use it to make money off of it. 
Right. So this is actually old technology for the military. Well, it's funny. And, uh, we, is, yeah, we were talking to Derek Tyler, Tyler last, uh, last episode, and um, he mentioned this big time. He said that most of the technology that we uh, have reversed engineered from aircraft uh, captured or crashed uh, UFOs. Um, uh, the, this technology is given to the, the, the private companies to use and do as they see fit as long as they tell everybody um, we invented it, uh, we weren't given it, right. they, they deny it. But it's being used, and it's not being used for positive right. purposes all the time. Uh, I don't think the military's objective really well, is I to... Well, I mean... Yeah. The, the bad side of this now is what Americans are beginning to realize. With these drones... They have camera equipment that they have declassified that is now being used in the private sector that can see a hair on your head. <laughs> it is not the rate. It's not the, you know, see-through looking thing. They actually have TV reporters and articles and things about this. So, and that's their old technology. So basically, we, we were being watched all the time before that we just didn't know it. Right. Now we know it. Yeah, it's it's and a, I get. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's it's just the people that are actually paying attention to this. You know, most of most people that are are, are sky watching UFOs and and seeing some strange stuff. Look, you know, with a hopes or a glimpse of seeing it. It's still, even though it's open now, it, you're still labeled as crackpots or crazy or tinfoil hats. But it's real. You know, this is not a joke. This well, is what uh, they're well, doing. Well, yes. And I've got, and I've had this new phenomenon since I put my YouTube page up um, in 2013. I would have someone contact me maybe once every three months. Now these are I'm being contacted 10, 20 people a day <laughs> because these are not people that are UFO believers. These are regular citizens that know this military, and they're terrified. I spend every week at least two phone calls talking people down because <laughs> they believe that it's just over their house and they're being watched and they've never done anything wrong. And I've actually had people cry when I tell them what's going on. Yeah, it, it, and, but it's, I mean, it's scary, so, right? I mean, just think about this. Right. We have people out there that don't want to believe that aliens exist, but they do, people. The bottom line is we've been visited for years. Uh, there's way too much evidence and proof to that. But... You know, it's a scary prospect knowing not only the, the, that these creatures may exist if you're into it, but the government is spying on you, um, which is what we feared. And this is, you know, the problem we have today. So where, where does that, where does their rights, where do our rights end? Um, and why is the government right. doing it without being held to task for it? Well, it, they're going to be. When this all gets out, we're here, you know, people don't like the ACLU in these groups, right. but they're going to sue. And believe me, I have found probably 30 documents that are basically from the different ju justice departments over the last 30 years talking about what's going to happen. So they full well know this. But let me tell you how this works. It's like a pro, uh, programming, okay? You you get the technology out, you see it at first, and then you become desensitized to it, 
and then you think, I'm not doing anything wrong, and you, you just don't pay attention. Right. I know this is happening because I know people in my all of my areas that say this. I've got family members that say right. this. So when this is finally out in the open, let's say, people are going to be so desensitized to seeing this thing that there will have to be grief to see. And this is happening everywhere. 90% of the people in my state, which has turned into a mini Area 51, <laughs> they know this is military and do not even pay attention to it or care. Yeah, I mean, they go on with and their that's lives. that's how they do it. But, you know, this is this is all, you know, this this technology has, has been dreamed of for years. Um, we, we've always had drones throughout history. And, Cindy, we'll, we'll get you back on to go into the history of drones um, if you got okay. a moment. But, you know, the history is there. It goes back thousands of years, uh, drones and drone type of technology and thought process. True. But, you know, it's something that's True. always been there. Um, it. You know, the idea has been there, but maybe that's because these beings coming from outside this planet have been seeding that information into people's heads. And with these crashes that we always hear about, uh, Roswell and and other places and Stevens and uh, Texas and, you know, if it wasn't for these vehicles crashing or, or being brought down, um, we probably wouldn't be as advanced as we have in our technology uh to date but it's scary what our government's doing with it and if they're making deals with the devil um they're not looking out for your best interest you know well so. their point is we're keeping terrorists from happening and that's probably absolutely true because we have not had a terror attack since 2001 i mean a big one right and in a way they're correct because the reason is they quietly arrest these people before the act starts by this spying. So that is one one way and one reason they're going to justify it, which, you know, I kind of understand that. Because right. if you look, these other countries, are you know, they just keep having terror attacks after terror attacks. But we absolutely did not have one. This is not by coincidence. Yeah. Okay? This is our military keeping this from happening. But, this illusion that the military needs more money, billions and more dollars, is absolutely ridiculous. We are 30 to 40 years ahead of anyone. The the joke that North Korea could do anything to us is an absolute <laughs> joke. Yeah. It just aggravates. And not any China, all, all, they, they just in the technology of nuclear subs alone right. and nuclear aircraft carriers. Nobody in the world besides us has one because they, they had, Russia had two, but they never could make them work. Britain came out last year bragging about their new diesel sub. We, these people cannot even make a, a, a nuclear submarine or a, a nuclear, and we've had them since 1950. Right. So these nuclear submarines and these aircraft carriers, everyone should go look at just the technology that they're declassifying about these things. They can run. They ha can. They do not have to even come up anymore. Well, they have renewable energy. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Because I'm gonna. I'm gonna segue well, into was, something here. It's pretty interesting okay. with the technology. And the, the fact is, the fact is that four of those subs can eliminate any city on Earth. Wow. They have advanced, advanced 
radar now because they have put drones in in space and they have a system. You can call it a dome. They, you know, they talked about the, the um, Israel dome. But this system is thousands of miles, I mean, hundreds of miles from us. Anything that comes anywhere near our atmosphere, and you can think about it like an electric dome. Right. It is automatic. It, uh, this automated triggers not only drones in space with lasers and other, uh, and other technology has not been released. It also triggers submarines, air, air carriers, everything. This technology can be, it, it picks up things five minutes before NORAD. Wow. That's because we, we have it all over the world. But speaking of new technologies, and we're, we're running a little bit low on time, um, I wanted to get into something that you, you, you were, we were talking about and you, and you shared uh, on your Facebook page, actually. It was really cool because it was Star Wars and the anniversary. But um, they have eight sci-fi inventions and their real-life counterparts. And, and some of these are just, like, the coolest thing on the planet. And one of them was um, they were talking about lasers and lightsabers. Yes. And I mean, like the list goes on, but we're going to go through some of these with you. What, what's okay. what's the technology? Do what kind of technology do we have with as far as the lasers is concerned? I know that you know there's certain things we're doing now. Um, are have we created the lightsaber yet that you're aware of with this technology? Um, yes, there has been a lot of talk about this on the websites that the military feeds out their technology, which one of them is wired.com. And the problem is they have harnessed laser technology. Okay, the, the, not only this has been announced, this is not anything I'm guessing at. The drones have lasers, but it's not just the drones. The aircraft carriers now yeah. have lasers that can shoot down. There was a video of them shooting down 30 drones. They have they can put these lasers in the back of jeeps, okay? And they're so not like they're not small about, either, but you know they're not these ginormous oh, no. things of the fifties. Oh no, no, no! And you think about it, they are now using lasers as surgery. Now, what is the tool they're using? It is just a mini lightsaber. Light. Yep, that's all it is. And you know that if they That's have it for, the, for, for surgery for the, the general public, you know yes. the military has weaponized this, and it's not just a little laser. It's a big laser, and it's very reminiscent yes. of the lightsabers that they had in uh, Star Wars. Yes, that's what, the, that's what the article is talking about. Yes, there's no doubt about this. So, um, you know, we can move on to, and by the way, I, I don't believe it's in that article, but they now have a tricorder. Yes. I watched on TV a special they're actually in trial in some of the big hospitals with this tricorder. And you put it, it's a little, it looks like the little um, thing they carried on Star Trek. Right. And you put it through your forehead, and the, then a computer puts out everything. You don't need blood tests or anything. <laughs> Well, that, that, yes. it's so less invasive, and it's a great, you know, the thing about this technology that's pro, most of which would you agree is derived from, from remanufactured or reverse engineered uh, alien craft in this field from your investigations. I mean, granted, it's not, not publicized, but well, basically the rumors of, these, of this happening, reengineering is most likely true. It has to be. Well, Colonel so this leads the credibility to this, even if they haven't announced it. And whether people like or hate him, he absolutely 
this was, gosh, what, 30 years ago, said that the engineering that they received, that they back engineering, was on lasers. Yeah. Yes. So, and he said, and this is absolutely correct, they pushed this technology into colleges. And there are colleges, hundreds of them all over this country, that are working on black ops. Most people do not know this. The, the program that they're working on, the stuff they're designing, they're being paid by the military. What he said about them fun- and corporations, they funnel them out to corporations, is absolutely true. So that leads the credibility to what he said because in my research, I found this to be absolutely true. In Arkansas, Arkansas is not a place that you bring tech to, okay? Right. This is why we can't get any jobs. They... They brought in a giant nano plant in 2003 that says right on their website they're a defense contractor. In conjunction, the college up there built a giant nano building. Wow. I mean, this is great. So what they're doing is they're training these people in the college, and they go straight over to the nano building. And they're working on in this college projects that the defense contract that the, that the defense department is using in conjunction you see what i mean yep this has been announced this is no secret so yes there are and he listed several other and one of them was cavalar cavalar and night vision these were brothers pushed out through and this was years ago he mentioned this now we know that we have cavalar and night vision yep we, so we it use it all the time. Credibility, that's right. It leads credibility. Now, do I believe every bit of our stuff that's back engineered? No, and I'll tell you why. The military has unlimited funds. Don't believe that they're, they're anywhere. Their their funds are cut. What's happening is they're getting rid of the people because they don't need them. They're going to an all all, all robotic army. This is why they're get letting go of people, because they're not going to need these people. And right. so people are saying, oh, the military don't believe that for a minute. Right. Not only, he talks about, it was another couple of technologies, but then we found out you have corporations that are taking credit for this, but it was most certainly funneled through what Colonel Colso said was back engineering. But when I get to my point, they have unlimited money. Not only that, they travel the world and get the best minds in the world that work for black ops. Right. They are, they, we as human beings are perfectly capable of designing and making advanced technology. So part of it I believe is and part of it I don't believe, but I believe you when you have unlimited funds, which they still do, don't believe this because their funds don't only come from the Department of Defense. They right. come from these corporations that's going to recoup. Re- they're going to recoup their money millions times over when they bring this technology public. So this money is never seen, but Google, Facebook, all of these people are in bed with the defense contract. Now, this is not a guess. The last uh, the Department of Defense, and I can't think his name now, I'm sorry, but he actually come out and gave his five-point strategy. In that, it said, we are using the computer power and capacity of businesses. 
Now, who has the most computer power? Facebook yep. and Google. Silicon Valley. Right? So, right. So basically, it said they are in bed with them. This is why this you have to realize any time you do anything on the net, okay, search engine, whatever, it goes to a giant computer. They have it on file. They know everything you do. And this is just getting on the net. And this is, they've been talking about this for the last month. Now it's come out in the open, but they've been doing this for years. Basically, you can't buy anything if you, you have to get completely off the internet. And most of us can't do that. But I want people to be aware, when you're on there searching for baby diapers, this goes somewhere in his cat. Oh, yeah. It's, it's what a, happens? It's going to be used against you somehow. Yeah. Well, what happens is you have a drone come over, and you're outside, and it gets facial recognition, and then within five seconds, your whole history of what you've done comes up. <laughs> this is how they can find if, if a person buys too much fertilizer and this type of thing, right. right? Because even if you stay off the net, the barcode on the back of everything we've been swapping for, what, 25 years, also goes into this computer. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. They already announced that, too. So, okay, if you want to move on. No. The, <laughs> this is, it, well, it's, that's, I mean, I, it's incredible that, that, you know, the technology being used here. And the reason why I wanted to do this program initially is because we hear all about these UFO sightings, UFO sightings, this and that. Right. And there's some of them that's undeniable. I mean, when, when uh, you know, there's reports in England of like 37 to 40 large craft hovering in the middle right. of the ocean uh, or the sea there. Right. There's a difference between that, which I, I thoroughly do believe, in, uh, and there's a lot of more evidence behind it, is alien-based versus what what's going on in, in the global world with conventional weapons and futuristic weapons. This is the point. When you look up in the sky at night, when you're looking and you see some strange craft that's hovering over you, and it could be huge. It could be the size of an apartment building or, or you know, a workplace. That's right. Because it's not necessarily, I have witnessed yeah, it's not, it's not necessarily a, a UFO, an alien. Um, it very well most likely is uh, intelligently controlled by humans on this planet. That's right. That's right, and I mean, not only I, I mean, you can see these giant craft in Arkansas on a daily basis. They're basically not hiding, and I believe that this. They, two years ago, they announced they wanted quote unquote aircraft carriers in the sky. Right. Well, that is was a that was what for drones to come in and out. That was the tantamount as, as a declassification, because after this, the sightings of large craft. Skyrocket. I mean, they don't care who sees these. I saw this in the daytime. Yes. This was no non-sighting. She actually posted a video. Right. She was unaware. Of, I think you was, uh, you, you hit the wrong button, and the thing you instead of recording it for yourself for your phone, it actually went. And I was on her list, and I got this huge, large object, your typical triangular UFO, and it didn't make a sound whatsoever. Not even a hum. No. And it's just there. No, it did not. And it's the coolest thing. And, and I was, if you saw it, right. you would think it's a UFO. 100% you would have been like, oh, my God, well, that's a UFO. Well, this thing was huge. Yeah, yeah, this was a football field long and five stories high. And I'm going to tell you what it looked like. If you ever watched Star Trek and saw the Borg cube. Yes. 
if he took this blackboard cube and he smashed it down into a rectangle, <laughs> it had even the equipment hanging off the sides and everything that looks, I mean, that is exactly what it looks like. And now we're getting multiple sightings of this because he just, this is the, what they've been hiding for years. This is, God knows what we got now because this is not even the good stuff. Yeah, I, know. I think it's the good stuff. The, I think the next frontier would you say it would be underwater craft, underwater well, drones. Well, they've already. Well, here's the problem with that. In the fifties, the Navy had underwater drones. Yes, it's declassified. There's articles about it all in the. I went back to fifty two, and they got articles all about it. Nineteen fifty. That's so that's. They, wow. That, I mean, yes. like that's relatively yes. young. Yeah. Um, but it's well, probably the Well, and they started the airport. Well, excuse me, the Air Force started mass-producing drones in 1952, mass-producing them. And what's funny, you can go to these museums, and they will have their early drones, which looks exactly like little airplanes, hanging in them. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's incredible. It's just, it's just to learn everybody that listens to Inside the Goblin Universe here on Paranormal UK Radio Network. That not everything you see is an alien. Not everything you see is, you're witnessing is a is a craft from a, another planet or galaxy. A lot of it is our our own governments doing this. Uh, ultimately, I would like to think it's for our protection and defense. But the bottom line is there's a lot of intrusion going on in our world. And um, Cindy brought me straight up. You know, we still disagree. There's certain things that I'm like, I swear it's real. And she's like, no, it's a drone. And I'm like, we could be fighting back and forth with it. Um, friendly, right. fi friendly fighting. But it, it's because it's so right. kind of hard to believe. You don't want to believe it. Um, just like when people That's get right. abducted, they don't want to believe this is real, but it's real. And you got to wake up to it. Yeah. Um, but it, this is fascinating. We're going to get running out of time for a bit. So where can our listeners get in touch with you? Get your drone report. Uh, get more information about this. Um, and what's coming up for you? I mean, I know we, we alluded to getting that show, show, you know, broadcasting again. But I want more information. I know our listeners are going to want more, too. Well, I mean, you can always find me on Facebook where I post a lot of this. And it's under Cindy Bailey Dub, like the bird. Yep. Also, you can go to my YouTube page where I have over 50-something videos of objects that look like UFOs, but they're drones. I've also caught a lot of these objects basically in my yard with no sound. And it's under Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y-M-D-5-1. You can reach me there anytime. And also, let me give you my email address because my email is Cindy, N-D, like Nancy, D, at 51 at gmail.com. Now, I I do actually get these emails. I do read them. And I, I will also give you from Facebook my phone number if you want to speak with me. Because yep. people, like I said, call me, are very upset. And when they find out that this is going on and basically what's going to happen from now on, you have a lot. I had a lady that even called the CIA in her town and the FBI, and they laughed at her, and she was highly upset. So, I, and also, if you have this activity around your house, okay, and you 
around the drone base, please contact me also because I'm keeping a detailed map of where these locations are. Even though the military in 2012 with this declassified document was supposed to list all the drone programs. And there are drone programs in every 50 states, in every state in America. Also, when 2012, they what they did, they declassified at least one base in every state. Wow. So right now, you can't you can't find it if you try to look. You have to do like I did, and I found it because I looked at local news and things and realized that they did it here. And they come right out and say it's a drone base. And this is basically open. You can find all in every base. So whatever state you live in, if you're curious, I can tell you exactly. Um, you can go to Google and it, I'll tell you even better. You can go to Google, put your state in, and put in military drones in your state, and you won't believe what you'll get. Yeah. Because the National Guard has also been given. They're also flying drones. A lot of these drones are flown by the National Guard. This has also been announced. But they have been doing this for years. Um, for my research, this has been going on since at least 2008. It was not announced until 2012. This, this so is... we have at least 50 drones, 50 drone bases, and a lot of them are on the list that has not been announced. Right. You may have 14, 15 drone programs, and they'll announce one. That's what they've done in Arkansas. And I, I'll put an article up in the next couple of days where the head of the National Guard actually come out and an article about, oh, I'm so glad we're going out in the open because I'm tired of hogging our drones. <laughs> yeah. Well, un- yeah. unfortunately, we're run out of time, but I, I have so much more questions, and we definitely want to come have you come back on Into the Goblin Universe with Ron and I um, and when Ron's back from uh, doing some investigative work. But I do thank you very much, Cindy, for joining us on Inside the Goblin Universe. We plan on having a couple of great guests coming up next week, too. It's going to be some big ones as well, along with Cindy. And, Cindy, we can't thank you enough. So on behalf of Ron Murphy and myself, Brian Bowden, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time inside the Goblin Universe. Join the Outer Limits magazine at the Freedom Centre, Preston Road Hull, on Saturday the 9th of September 2017, when we shall present a conference titled 70 Years of the Modern UFO Era, featuring the very best in British paranormal investigators, researchers and authors. From Hull, Mike Covell will look back at over 70 years of ufology, highlighting some cases going all the way back to 1801. Bridlington's Paul Sinclair with his lecture on the still-developing Willsthorpe Blue Saucer incident. Following our lunch break, Russ Callahan will present a video reappraisal of the last 70 years of ufology. Associate Outer Limits magazine editor Malcolm Robinson presents UFO hotspots from around the world in this new for 2017 presentation. Our headline speaker is Philip Mantle, the former director of investigations for Bufora and a former UK representative of MUFON, presenting a review of his almost 40 years of investigations. Don't miss the never-before-seen film of a possible Roswell UFO incident witness, featuring a former US deputy sheriff who claims he witnessed bodies at at the site. Tickets are only £10 each and available from the Outer Limits magazine website. You can find the link to this on our Outer Limits magazine Facebook page. Or simply email theouterlimitsmag at gmail.com to receive the link. All this for only £10 each? What are you waiting for? Don't miss out. Tell your friends too. 
Come and be informed.